0: Hey everyone, this is Sam Culpepper, bringing you the Culpepper Chronicles, where myself and special guests hope to bring you, the listener, more information in regards to self-sufficiency, fieldcraft, survival, marksmanship, gear, and theory, with the aids of not only personal experience and opinion, but historical and technical documentation as well, all in the hopes to better prepare you for impending collapse and hard times to come. Now, pull up a seat and let's get down to it. Hey everybody this is Sam coming to you with season two episode seven of the Culpepper Chronicles The handgun primary not just secondary So before we get into this, I wanted to apologize to my listeners. I know it's been a hot minute since I've done an episode. Um, I was experiencing some really technical issues with uh, the anchor app it was it wasn't opening uh, to be blunt and uh, it took the the usefulness of my wonderful wife and her depth of knowledge of electronics. Uh, to explain to me that I had too much crap on my phone and there wasn't enough storage to open the app to update it. So there's that. All right, now that's out of the way, let's get into it. So I want to start by quoting Clint Smith, and I'm, I'm not sure if he is the originator of the quote, but he's the first person I heard it to, and that is, the handgun is used to fight to the rifle you shouldn't have put down in the first place. And while I love that quote, I have some issues with it. So, um, let's look at this from the concealed carrier aspect. You are out and about with your family. You are, we'll say in Walmart. Um, all of a sudden someone walks in with a shotgun and starts blasting away or a rifle and starts blasting away. You don't have a rifle to fight to. You have your handgun. Uh, whatever you chose to carry on that day is what you have. And you have to do work with that. If that's the case, you need to be prepared for shots that are realistic for that. Too many people, in my opinion, focus on three-yard line stuff with a handgun. Three-yard, seven-yard, ten-yard, maybe 15-yard. And they sit there and they become snipers at three yards with their handgun and think they're good. But while that is a realistic aspect of a handgun engagement so isn't a shot at 25 or 50 yards if i can put it in perspective for you think about your average walmart shopping aisle they're right around 20-ish yards long so you may have to engage someone from one end of the aisle to the other can you do that have you ever tried that uh let's look at it from a hotel uh many, many travel. Uh, My family travels pretty frequently going and doing things on family outings. Uh, We stay in hotels and motels, mostly hotels. Uh, The average haul for a hotel floor from one end to the other is 100 yards, 50 in both directions. It may not seem it, but it does. So those are realistic locations where you may actually have to engage someone 50 yards or more if you can't do that with your handgun, that's okay. But it's something that you need to work towards. So let's talk about realistic aspects of what to carry. And there's a lot of nuance to that and there's a lot of situational dictation to that because not everyone can carry the same type of handgun. There's things that go into that. There's body size, there's clothing, there's job parameters, there's the environment that you work in. Uh, Some people can get away with printing a little bit while other people can't print at all for fear of, you know, retribution from their boss or or the law or things like that. So if that's the case, you can't, I'm going to go ahead and say not everyone can do what I'm talking about. And I don't want people to go and copy and paste what I carry. Uh, I've carried a large range of firearms and what I've pretty well settled on is a Glock 17 with an RMR. Uh, that's just kind of my base at it. The one I'm carrying right now is a uh, Victory First Slide with uh, their, their complete slide and barrel that's threaded for a suppressor uh, with an RMR on a boresight frame with an apex trigger. Is that something you have to have? No, I've done a lot of work over a lot of years with a bone stock 17 or 19 or 34. I'm all about the long slide life. Um, You don't have to go and modify your gun to huge extents. However, there are some beneficial improvements to these things, especially an optic on your handgun, uh, that are, in my opinion, almost necessary at this point if you have a gen 3 glock the best thing you can do for your gen 3 glock is to actually drop a trigger into it like an apex trigger uh you're never going to get the same quality out of it with just like a minus connector as you will with an apex Uh, gen 4s are roughly the same way i have had some really good gen 4 stock triggers Uh, most of them are pretty abysmal Uh, however when you get into the gen 5 range you can, you can run those pretty well. They've got a pretty solid trigger uh, out the gate. At that point, it's just kind of if you wanna drop the cash on an apex trigger or something along those lines. Uh, to me, with the Gen 3, it was an absolute must. So, does that make you a better shooter? No, it just takes more of the mechanical aspect out of it. You, you're not going to be a good shooter by, by tacking things onto your gun. It's the same thing with a rifle. However, they decrease the deviation and put more in- emphasis on you in the performance range. Uh, there are so many people that will go out and blame stock guns for their, their piss poor accuracy. And while there is something to that, they have to be able to be competent and be able to perform with a high level handgun. Those same people, 90, 90% of the time, if not more, I could hand them a custom Glock and they still would not shoot good because they don't have the base level skill. Uh, Things to consider are in that. Uh, Match barrels are a thing. All this stuff exists for a reason. You just have to figure out if you're on uh, a point in the spectrum that it matters and will actually do well for you. So why should you even go with this? Um, It goes back to distance shooting. In my opinion, you need to be able to capitalize with high levels of accuracy and precision at distance uh 50 yards in my opinion is a realistic pistol shot and the first time i ever stepped up to a 50 yard line with a handgun was in a uh, tmax uh taps class it was one of his combination rifle pistol classes and i was just abysmal i'm like i think we fired 10 rounds at 50 yards and i think i put two rounds in the a box and the rest was just scattered around on the hips target I'd never done it before and in my mind up to that point 50 yards was just crazy talk. Uh, After hearing rational thought on that and looking at realistic distances that I encounter on a daily basis, a 50 yard pistol shot makes sense. It's not what I would try to do first round. I would try and close distance to improve the uh, accuracy ratio uh, in my favor, but if I can't do that, you need to be able to do that on demand. Now you don't have to be a stopper at 50 yards with a handgun, but you need to be able to make shots that are going to stop a threat at that distance. Uh, so why or when are some instances where you may only have a handgun? So we talked about the concealed carry aspect, and that's kind of where we're at right now. Most of us are average Joes and Janes out and about with our families. We're trying to be protectors. One of the things uh, that we carry with us is a firearm. The reason being is because conflict avoidance, although that's the key and the absolute first thing you should try and do, isn't always guaranteed. Sometimes you are just going to have to uh, pull that smoke wagon and put in some work. So, if you are going to do that, you need to be confident, right? Uh, let's look at maybe down the spectrum of time. Uh, we are several years down the road, and... While we're not necessarily in open conflict or anything like that, things are devolving. Uh, but it's still not to the point where people are okay with seeing people walk around with long guns. Uh, it's going to make people nervous. It's going to make them a little antsy. They may be more forgiving of seeing a handgun, although technically it should probably be still concealed to a degree. But you have a higher risk level. There is there is a higher probability of threat uh, that you are going to have to prepare for it. If that's the case, then again, your primary is most likely going to be a handgun. So, even if it's carried outside the waistband, maybe under a button-up shirt or something like that, it's still your primary your primary source of defense, or maybe even offense at this point. While it's not ideal for offense, uh, you need to be able to go on the offensive and take the initiative and, and diminish a threat, if at all possible. Because it may be that we're years down the road and you're at your local farmer's market doing a potato swap and dudes roll up in the back of a pickup truck and start demanding that they take everything and they've got guns and it's up to you and your compadres to you know break leather and start putting in work because your livelihood is in those groceries and if they're going to take them then your family's not going to eat so past that the handgun becomes a little bit more of a secondary you start getting into the time frame where long guns are more acceptable, handguns are still around because everybody kind of wants to carry one. Uh, I don't think that at that point you should put quite as much leverage on it, but it's still a skill that you need to have. Uh, let's think about it from a, uh, covert resistance aspect. Uh, you are part of a resistance band behind enemy lines. We'll, we'll play it as someone has invaded, uh, the homeland and your goal is to uh, disrupt enemy movement, uh, disrupt supplies, maybe even do some wet work. Uh, for those that don't know, we're talking about maybe assassination, targeted assassination. If that's the case, a handgun's going to be your friend. A concealed handgun is going to be what's going to be uh, your weapon of choice in that uh, if you are in a situation where you can get by with it. So again, you're in a situation where you have to have accuracy and skill on demand with a handgun. So these are all instances where, while the the rifle is typically considered the primary, the handgun also has a, a role and time and place where it's the primary. Uh, you can't just look at handguns, in my opinion, and say, okay, that's just a secondary thing for the rifle goes down, or I can't get to my rifle. And that's just kind of as far as people consider it. Like it's a talisman to ward off evil spirits, and they don't have to put any work with it. You've got to put in work with a handgun, in my opinion, more so than with a rifle, because handgun skills diminish at a much higher rate than rifle skills. Uh, It's just inherent in the platforms. So let's talk about some potential handguns you may want to look into carrying. In my opinion, the Glock platform, although it's still not my favorite, still reigns supreme for the most part, simply because of the prevalence of parts and availability of things that are out there. There's tons of aftermarket support right now, Uh, Most agencies and police departments are still carrying them. Uh, They may not be in the same caliber, but at the very least, if you had to swap out your 17 for a 22, um, you have a a good solid base level combat of arms for that platform. It's not gonna be something that's completely foreign to you. Uh, As far as the Glock family goes, I think you really probably shouldn't go any lower than a 19. I know there's a lot of love for the 48. I've had a 48 for a while. It it is really on that verge of being acceptable because you have to think about it like this. If you are having to pull out your handgun to stop a threat, do you want a pea shooter in your hands or do you want a full size or mid-sized duty combat capable handgun? You're going to have a whole lot more confidence as well as inherent ability with a larger, more potent handgun it's designed for offensive work than you are something like a 43 or even a 43x or like the the smaller slimmer rugers and like the lc9s and things like that those carry extremely well don't get me wrong they're very 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 concealable but they are not going to give you the same performance ability as something that's more of a a mid to full size handgun Uh, i think it was mike glover In one of his more recent videos on his uh, YouTube channel, was talking about how he had to draw his handgun, and I'm wanting to say it was uh, maybe it was a shield or a a 43 or something like that. And he instantly, he said that he instantly felt like he wished he had something bigger. He wanted something more performance based because he did not have the confidence. Luckily, he didn't have to use his handgun, but he did not have the confidence that he would have had with something like his uh, p320 x carry or anything like that which is another option uh i feel like you get to a point on the other end of the spectrum where you get into some diminished returns uh outside of like a open carry duty type situation a glock 34 gets a little bit unmanageable for most people i've carried 34s i've carried comp uh, 19s that end up 34 links i've carried comp 17s that end up 34 links Uh, I've carried 1911s, full-size K-frames. I've carried a lot of really big guns. Um, The 34, while doable, gets to be a little bit of a burden. Uh, It's not that you can't conceal it. It's just it's hard to keep them comfortable. There are ways around it. There are really good holsters and and companies that make good holsters and support equipment for it that make it better. But in the end, you will just have a little bit better quality of life going with something with a shorter slide like a 17 or a 19. Uh, so you've got the Glock 34, the Glock 17, uh, you've got the Glock 19. For me, the 19 is almost too small. I've got giant bear paws for hands and a Glock 19 fits about like a 43 in most people's hands for me. Uh, so a 17 with a full size grip is really where it's at. Um, you've got Sig. Sig's got their options for 320s, uh, the X carries and the legions, um, got options from CZ with the uh, what is it? The, oh, I can't even remember the CZ P9 or something like that. I can't remember what their striker-fired option is right now. Uh, you got the HK VP9. There are there are plenty of options out there, but you need to look at it from a support and logistics aspect as well as what. So what can you get parts for if it's something that no one else around you is going to have? Like some random Makarov or something like that, and that's what you choose to be your carry gun that you're going to have with you and, and do performance on demand with. <clears throat> if that's the case, you need to start stockpiling parts because you're definitely going to run into a part shortage much faster than someone else. Um, I, in my opinion, would look towards what most agencies, uh, police department agencies, homeland agencies are using. So you're looking at Glock 19s, 17s, 22s, 23s, uh the Glock 45 um let's see here. smith and Weston's still prevalent the MP 9 still prevalent a lot of stuff so you need to have a platform that you can do work with get out there get practicing get training with it um start pushing that distance if you're someone who's a really competent shooter at 3 7 10 15 yards step back to 25 if you've never shot a 25 yard BA, it's super humbling um i'm not the world's best shooter i average low to mid 90s uh occasionally i pull like a 98 or 99 on a 25 yard b8 i i have yet to pull a perfect 100 but um it's in the works it's something i'm striving for but until you've done that you don't know what a humbling experience it is to to step out at 25 yards and, and have accuracy demands uh that are really 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 small at that distance um And then when you get to something even past that, you know, 30, 40, 50 yards, it's even more humbling. It's, okay, I can do this work. And once you start doing it and start getting that feedback and build that confidence, you know that you can do these things. So that if you are someone who's standing at the back deli counter in Walmart and straight down, you know, 56 yards away is someone with a shotgun blasting away into little old ladies in a wheelchair, you can do work if you can't close that distance. If for some reason you simply cannot close the distance, you can at least be putting rounds into that person at that, at that distance. Um, it's the same thing if you are going out doing welfare checks in a semi-grid down position where it's still not quite time to have a rifle out, but you're going around being a good neighbor, being a good citizen of your community, uh, and you're out doing welfare checks and checking on people, making sure they're okay, and you know, bandits roll in and start shooting people, you can do work with your handgun if you need to. It's not ideal. It will never be ideal. Handguns do not do as well as rifles do, but you still need to, as a responsible armed citizen, as someone who will sit there and preach about how you know we're heading into the big igloo and we need to be prepared and we need to do this and we need to do that if you aren't doing your due diligence with a handgun you aren't being competent with firearms you're just not doing what you need to do you're not putting in the work you're you're sitting there fantasizing about years down the road without looking at tomorrow tomorrow you're not going to walk out your door with your rifle slung on your back and go you know travel the vast wastelands in search of beans That's not what you're gonna be doing. Tomorrow, you're going to be taking your kids to school or going to your job or going to the grocery store. And if your responsible arm says and you've got your concealed handgun with you and you have got your mindset squared away that you are going to try and avoid conflict when all possible, but if you can't and you have to go to lethal options, you will be able to do that and you will be able to perform uh, to an accuracy and time standard on demand, depending on the situation, and go home to your family at the end of the day. If you can't do that, I highly suggest you quit worrying about um, what new LBE kit there is or what new rifle optic there is or, or anything like that and go out and put in work with your handgun because we have to look at it from a time flow position. Tom- what, is your, what is your threat tomorrow? What is your threat the next day? What is your threat the next day? That's going to change as time goes on. But that's what we need to focus on because getting super, super hyper-focused years down the road is not going to do you any favors tomorrow. So anyways, guys, uh, I hope it was helpful if you have any questions about handgun setup or anything like that. I may go into that a little bit deeper later. I may go into more details as far as uh, carry options. I went into that a little bit in the last podcast, but I may go take a deep dive maybe on my Instagram page of my personal carry and what I carry and why. Uh, Just send me a DM. Let me know kind of what you think. Uh, Let me know if this podcast was helpful. If not, let me know know, what you'd like to hear, and I'll I'll do an addendum to it. But anyways, guys, take it easy. Uh, Stay safe. May God be with you and your families.